Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. These past few weeks have seen a huge amount of buzz in the market as Momentum announced its acquisition of ITSMA. So who better to join us for this episode than three of ITSMA's leading lights, President and CEO Dave Munn, SVP of Consulting Rob Leavitt, and SVP of Research and Thought Leadership Julie Schwartz. Rob, great to have you with us. Oh, Alicia, thank you. Very excited to be here. Great to be with you. And I know we've been having lots of really interesting discussions and debates around account-based marketing. I'd love for you to to get us started by um, just giving us your take, your headlines on what you've seen really shift in in ABM over the past few years. Oh, my goodness, Alicia. Do we have an hour or two or just a few minutes? Where to start? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. It is a really, really interesting time for ABM, I think. And, and, you know, we're, we're thrilled about this acquisition and joining forces here. But really, if we look back, we have had an explosion of interest in account-based marketing, account-based strategies over especially the last 10 years or so. I mean, some of us have been at it even longer. Um, but we've really come a long way from the early focus of very strategic, one-to-one Uh, integrated strategies for key accounts. I mean, that's the roots of it. And that's uh, still, of course, what what we both work on. Over the last 10 years, though, we've just seen an explosion of new approaches, new types, new strategies, new tools, new objectives, um, you know, from the big tech and services companies getting started to just a whole range of B2B organizations doing it. And, And Now, on the one hand, ABM has really become a central component of how companies go to market. Uh, CEOs, CMOs, uh, heads of sales, chief revenue officers are focusing and investing on account-based strategies to grow the business with their most important accounts. We've got a community of ABMers who have grown up and learned (laughs) this new way of marketing and and going to market and working with sales. But on the other hand, I have to say, there's just a lot of noise in the marketplace. And as anything grows and, you know, you see a lot of hype, you see a lot of, you know, what I might call pseudo ABM, a lot of focus on the technology, the tactics, you know, and so we're, we're at this point, I think, where on the one hand, we've got deep expertise and sophistication in true strategic account-based focus and growth strategies. On the other hand, we've got what you might call a marketing to accounts where people are using personalization and things like that to to sell better. But, I, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of a bifurcation that's happened as ABM has grown up. And so that's something that I think we're really going to need to look at as we go forward. 
almost like a teenager or an adolescent coming coming of age, right. if I'm hearing you correctly. <laughs> ABM has become front and centre in terms of a marketing growth strategy, but there, there's still lots of noise and, and static out, out there in the market. What, what do you think is driving the change and the shift that you've seen as ABM goes from, from being an island to becoming much more of a mainstay growth strategy? Well, I, I think there's push and pull. Uh, our customers demand it. You know, they are transforming. They're making major changes. They're making big bets on what to invest in, what partners to work with, what providers to work with. And so they are demanding relevant solutions and deep understanding of what they specifically need to grow, support their end customers. And so if you're not providing very focused and relevant strategies for them to help them grow, they're going to tune you out. You know, so that's on the demand side, if you will. Uh, I think on the supply side, again, there's there's so much interest. There are a lot of, you know, quite frankly, firms like ours, which have grown, you know, built this discipline uh, and grown this discipline and shown the incredible power and impact that it can have. And so uh, that's driving it, uh, I guess you could say, from the supply side. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely see this, you know, as market demand increases. The, the reason ABM as a topic has, has reached the boardroom is is because of the impact that it can bring to, to organizations. And looking ahead, Rob, what, what do you see as, as what's next? You know, we've been on a, a phenomenal journey. And, and as you described, you know, account-based marketing has really grown up and as a discipline and, and as uh, individuals have also built strength and skills and expertise in this space. Where, where do you think we're headed? A few things. I mean, account-based strategy, account-based marketing will become for many companies a central component of how they go to market. Uh, You understand, especially in times of incredible disruption, uh, as we're in now, and I don't think any of us expect that to change anytime soon, building strong partnerships with your most important accounts is going to be how you grow. It's how you innovate. It's how you test new business models. It's how you test new solutions. And so investing in a much more integrated go-to-market approach focused on building those collaborative relationships is going to be a key driver for growth for companies. And so I think that, uh, again, I think the bifurcation might continue. The companies that get this, that understand the power of this, will invest more and more and, and we'll see... Uh, heads of marketing, heads of sales that have grown up with this kind of focus and build increasingly sophisticated programs and strategies. And I think others will see, you know, falling a little further behind as they as they get a little too caught up in the latest tools or tactics uh, for personalization and account-based, uh, account-based marketing in that more tactical sense got it really fascinating I, I think we, we've definitely come from a place where we've seen you know, technology firms services vendors sell sell what they have to sell but but actually if you want sustained growth you've got to focus on on accounts you've got to focus on on what's valuable to them so really really strong point there and Rob I know you, you've got you know huge experience across CXO programs you're advising clients on, on how to build account-based strategies as well. How are you seeing these things converging? Is everything account-based and and these are arms and legs or are these separate initiatives or growth strategies that that firms are adopting? 
Oh, it, it, Alicia, it's a great question. I love to talk about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a close passion of yours. Oh, exactly. It's a little bit of a Venn diagram. I mean, uh, you know, we see yeah. uh, th at least three major areas converging uh, with a lot of B2B companies. One is account-based marketing and account-based strategy. Another is thought leadership and innovation. And this is often the fuel for ABM because again, our customers need to see that we're thinking ahead, that we have a vision, that we're innovating. So for big B2B firms, thought leadership has often grown up separately from ABM. And so bringing that together is a key next step for a lot of companies. Executive engagement, because our clients are really accelerating their transformation, those are C-suite decisions. And so how we build relationships and collaborate in the C-suite is increasingly important. That too is a discipline, a kind of a newer discipline for many companies. I mean, it's been around forever, but as a discipline, it's really more recent. And sometimes that's been growing up separately and needs to converge with both the thought leadership effort and uh, account-based marketing as the central uh, driver for strategic growth. Rob, I've really enjoyed the discussion today and look, looking forward to many more discussions like this. I know for the last 25 years, ITSMA have been bringing together marketing leaders through conferences and, and webinars, and you've got a, a fairly big event coming up. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely, Alicia. Love to. We run every year a marketing vision conference. We bring together hundreds of marketing leaders to talk about what's new, what's next in, in B2B marketing and are hot in the planning process for October 19th to 21st this year. We're going to have speakers and workshops and breakouts on you know, how marketing needs to continue to innovate, new opportunities for growth, rethinking ABM, building relationships in the C-suite, topics like that. Great. I'm, I'm there. So uh, is it happening virtually or in person? It is virtual. Uh, one more year of virtual. We started it last year. And you absolutely are there, Alicia. We are very, very excited. And top of our normal, fabulous roster of uh, friends and partners and colleagues, we now have momentum. And so uh, we will absolutely be including you and a number of great new colleagues and experts and insight from momentum. Great. Look forward to seeing you there. H how can our listeners join or sign up? Where, where do we go? ITSMA.com. So check out the website, look for Marketing Vision 21 on ITSMA.com. Great. Look forward to it. See you there. Thanks so much for joining us, Rob. Whilst we've seen a huge shift in account-based marketing strategies and how, the, how these strategies are adopted, we're, we're also seeing a big pivot when it comes to buyer behaviour. So fantastic to have Julie, you with us today talking through some of the changes that you're seeing at the enterprise and, and how that's affecting how organisations go to market. Great to be here, Alicia. Thank you. So Julie, talk me through, you know, you, you've run some, some pretty in-depth um, studies, you've built research programs looking at executive behaviour, looking at buyer behaviour. What's really changed over the last 10 years? Yeah, we've been doing this research at ITSMA for over 25 years, and it's enabled us to really see that the changes over time. But over the last 10 years, I think for me, the biggest change I've seen is in how really the role of solution providers has changed in the buying process. So if I ask most marketers, 
who do buyers rely on most for information during the purchase process? You know, they'll, they'll likely answer peers. And I'll say, mm, that's not right. And they'll say, oh, it must be the industry analysts. And I'll say, no. They say, oh, it's got to be WebServe. And what happens is they're very surprised when I tell them it's actually the solution providers. So years ago, buyers' peers were the most relied on and credible source of information during the purchase process. But today, that position belongs to the solution providers. Every year, and more recently, twice a year, we've been doing uh, our How Executives Engage research, and we survey over 400 senior executive buyers of high-consideration services and solutions at the, the global largest enterprises. And in our most recent studies, uh, what we've seen consistently is that solution providers are both the most trusted source of information and the source of information relied on most. Now, peers, of course, they're still important. And especially for the business executives when you compare them to the IT executives. What we know is that enterprise buyers, you know, certainly get substantial value from networking with their peers. But for the purchase process, when they need information, they want to hear from the solution providers. They go to the solution providers for guidance and insights. And there's two primary reasons for this. The solution providers uh, get to work with companies across many industries and geographies. So they have a broader view and they're able to tell the buyers what others are doing and what's working well. The other reason is that the solution providers, they're really developing the technology of tomorrow today. And so they're well positioned to give the, uh, the buyers a view of the future and to provide answers to their burning questions. Now, the other thing that's happened is that, and, and uh, you know, this is really was so incredible, we saw this past uh, 2021 data, is that hands in hand with buyer behavior change, the solution providers have really stepped up. So our research shows that buyers see solution providers doing a better job of providing them with more relevant and useful content. And the buyers also believe that the salespeople are listening to their needs. They're tailoring their advice and they're educating them. So in other words, the executive engagement programs, our targeted lead generation, and especially our, our account-based marketing programs, they're working. That's really great insight. And I think you know, for, for me to hear that and that 25-year journey as buyers have shifted, um, I, I remember one of my very first jobs at, at Microsoft where everybody, as, as soon as you talked about marketing, they all wanted to go to either the analysts or, or to, to capture a case study. But actually, the landscape has hugely shifted. Um, and then, as you say, you know, v vendors, solution providers have access to a breadth of the market in, in ways that peers you know, often when they're working at large organizations don't don't have the same access to. Really, really fascinating. And from a, a marketing perspective, a sales perspective, you, you touched on some of these programs are really resonating and they're, they're clearly working. What, what do you think's changed? What's, um, what's different about some of the programs that solution providers are running today that uh, is helping them to, to really enable buyers? Yeah, well, I, I think it gets back to many of the things that Rob talked about. It, it's just the increased relevance that they have, the fact that they're able uh, to use technology. I mean, technology has made a huge difference in terms of being able to gain insights and to be able to segment and to be able to target the program to increase that level of relevance. And, you know, I, and overall, things have just gotten so much more complex. Peers can't know. <laughs> yeah, everything that there is to be known, right? And so the solution providers really bring a lot to the table. 
in that respect. But but of course, you know, there's more that the solution providers need to do. If you had to, uh, you know, rewind and uh, I know hindsight is is twenty twenty vision. What what would you be talking to marketing and sales leaders about five years ago as to you know here's the things that you should be prioritizing? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. One one of the things that we know from our research is that buyers want their solution providers to do their homework. The number one selection criteria is, do they know me and my unique business issues? So my advice to those solution providers would be insight. Get as much insight as you can, any way that you can, and then use that to really demonstrate that you understand those business issues and uh, and those unique business issues. It's so important to uh, personalize, um, we, and we talk a lot about personalization today, but I still find that marketers look at personalization as, you know, firmographic or, you yeah. know, knowing the person's name. They don't go deeper and understand those business imperatives, and that's what I think I, I would tell marketers that they need to really focus on if it was years ago. Yeah, I think there is a, a bit of a parity, you know, a gap, if you will, between having to market to the entire market or industries and, and being able to really have that deep customer insight and, and articulate in a way that isn't just creepy, creepy personalization. And uh, what about thought leadership? What role has that played in, in the way buyer behavior has shifted and some of the su- success that solution providers are seeing in, in engaging accounts? Yeah, well, we definitely see that thought leadership plays a role in you know who gets included on the, the uh, shortlist and who they actually end up doing business with. When I interview buyers and I talk to them about thought leadership, that's what they're looking for from their strategic partners, from their trusted advisors. They need to know that the decisions that they're making today are going to be you know, valid and help them in the future. And it's that thought leadership that helps give them the confidence that the people that they're choosing to partner with are going to help them today as well as tomorrow. And so it, yeah. it's very important. And of course, thought leadership also plays a huge role in um, the, the brand, creating awareness and in lead generation and closing the deal. So it's so important throughout the entire purchase process. And looking at some of the trend lines that you see from, from your data and, and the interviews and, and, and research programs that you're running, what, what do you think is coming next? If we fast forward to the next three, five years, um, what, what's what's going to be top of mind for buyers? Well, I, I, I think for, for the buyers, it's still going to be that increasing the relevance, increasing that personalization. Talk to me as you know a human being and help solve my problems, that kind of thing. So from the solution provider's perspective, they need to figure out how do I get that insight and how do I provide the confidence that I do understand their their issues. And in our research, what we found this year is when we asked the question of what does give you the confidence that the solution provider understands your business issues, the number one answer was was collaborative innovation. And Rob spoke about that as well. And it's so important for marketers to help their organizations engage in that collaborative innovation. So that's going to be key. And the other thing that needs to happen is because there's a disconnect between what the marketing folks are producing and what they're hearing from the sales and the business development people. Because we haven't like covered that last mile yet. 
marketers need to work a lot harder uh, with not just giving the thought leadership and content to sales, but really helping sales use that content to engage clients and prospects, to spark those conversations, to build relationships, and most importantly, build that trust. Yeah, two fantastic pieces of advice there. In the current climate, are you seeing collaborating with customers, building that confidence in a, in a hybrid work environment? Um, shifting? Are, are buyers demanding more or are you seeing that solution providers are really stepping up? I think they have stepped up. I think it, it, it took us all a while to figure out how yeah. uh, during the pandemic how to engage and I think that there's a lot of tools that were developed and we're learning, we're getting better. Everything's going to change now in the hybrid world because we, we went from almost you know almost 100% face-to-face with the salespeople to then the digital and now we're going to have to navigate the next phase. But I have faith. I think people can, can do this. Uh, you, we, we've proved that we are agile, we're adaptive, we can do it. Yeah, fantastic. So keep keep collaborating, keep showing innovation and, and give your uh, customers the confidence that you understand them. And marketing and sales work together to to go that last mile to, to not only serve thought leadership out into accounts in the market, but really engage prospects and, and customers in the market. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button for all our previous episodes and join the conversation over on wearemomentum.com. Whilst we've seen account-based marketing go on a a huge journey over the past 10-15 years and we've seen buyer behaviour shift, fundamental to all of this has been marketing's transformation. And thrilled to have Dave with us today just talk through what you're seeing in how marketing organisations are shifting and really what's coming next. Yeah, thanks Alicia. It's great to be with you today. Great to have you with us. So talk me through, you know, marketing's role. How's it shifted, expanded, and, and changed over the last ten years? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been really fun for us to to track, watch, and, and research what's been happening and changing with marketing's role. It's you know one of six areas that we're we're looking at as marketing transforms to take on a, a greater role in the company and to become a strategic growth driver. When you look at at the individual uh, marketing leader uh, and the organization, they've gone from being an internal agency support function, you know, also moved to become a demand generator, a relationship builder, a customer experience architect, if you will, and, and then to strategic growth driver. And, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But that's the transformation we're seeing. You know, there's also other areas that organizations and individual leaders are going through to transform their the culture, how they use and leverage data and analytics, uh, the leverage of technology infrastructure, which you know has gone through huge change. The relationship with sales continues to improve and, and through collaboration. And then as Julie and Rob have touched on, thought leadership and content. Well, what's your perspective in terms of the, the key areas that marketing has had to expand or build muscle in where, where it hasn't perhaps operated previously or has had less of an emphasis on? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you, I'd point to a couple different things. You know, the, the four key levers of driving strategic growth are brand, driving revenue uh, and pipeline, customer experience and, and market and customer insight. So when I look at you know, what's changing in, in a number of those. I, I won't spend time on brand here, but clearly in the, the sales and, and revenue, driving revenue and driving pipeline, you know, we're, we're clearly seeing the rise of, of account-based marketing and account-based strategies. And, and that's been touched on here today, but big investments changing the way companies work, 
marketers working closer to the coal face, as they say, getting involved with strategic marketing to individuals um, at accounts in different ways than, than many companies have done before. So that you know, clearly is new muscle, new skills, new relationships that have been built, and, and some of these high performers that have gone into account-based marketing are, are making huge strides in, in what they've done. You know, a big part of that has been, you know, they're not just orchestrating content and campaigns with accounts, but they're providing insight to sales and to account teams on on what those accounts and the individuals and stakeholders in them care about, what they're looking for, how they're changing and transforming, and how they as a provider can, can bring new ideas, new thinking to them. They're also account-based marketers are also orchestrating customer experience, something that you know you didn't hear 10 years ago, uh, that marketers may not own customer experience, but within an ABM context, they're spending time on, on what, how does this company and individuals, how do they want to interact with us? How do, want to, how do they want to learn and engage? What types of meetings, types of content, and, and forms of learning and collaboration? So they're really looking at what is the overall experience that's being delivered to that, um, to a specific account across all parts of the company, truly becoming almost the central nervous system, the CMO for the account, uh, and an experience architect is, again, these are all new things that you wouldn't have heard marketers or marketing leaders talk about 10 years ago. Very, very interesting. I think that you, you hit on a, a nerve there as you talked about more deeply engaging in accounts and having to bring some of that objectivity back to the organization as, as to here's what's important for these these individual accounts, but then also being that experience architect uh, and, and thinking of how all these elements hang together. What What's your um, expectation? And as you look at marketing organizations, are you seeing new teams pop up? Is it Are these new roles that are forming? How are organizations, CMOs, um, and marketing leaders really thinking about addressing the full breadth of the capabilities that you just touched on. Yeah, it's, it is really interesting, and, and we do look at that and, and track those kinds of things. I mean, there's roles that, again, didn't exist. You know, we've talked about the chief insight officer uh, within a marketing organization, the, you know, the head of executive engagement programs and activities, you know, comms for years was the way that people referred to communications. And, and now you have heads of, of thought leadership that are working closely with senior management on what are those key issues driving the industries that we serve and, and what are our points of view on the topic. There are, again, heads of account-based marketing and some of those titles and, and those leaders are merging with executive engagement or audience marketing roles, joining forces together to make sure key contacts, key executives are are engaged with on a consistent basis versus all sorts of <laughs> of different organizations, you know, fighting not fighting, but but overwhelming key executives with all sorts of messaging and different programs where they're being brought together in a consistent standardized way across the company. There's heads of, of data and analytics now that you didn't see before, heads of MarTech. So marketing leaders are, are looking at what are those things that are going to help us continue to become more strategic 
help across those four areas that I talked about from, from brand revenue, customer experience, and market insight. And, and these things are helping raise marketing's profile in the organization for, you know, to help pivot quickly, to help launch, develop, and go to market with new offerings and, and so forth. So it's really, really exciting to see. Uh, absolutely. I think something really close to my heart is um, you know, how can marketing move from serving the business to becoming that, that growth driver? What, what do you think the catalyst is for, for this shift having become accelerated in the last few years? Is it the success marketing have had? Is it the, the buyer behavior? Is it the natural evolution of marketing? What, what's making marketing uh, move into that, that prime position in terms of driving growth? It's uh, it's yeah, it's interesting, and, and Julian Rob touched on it and touched on it different ways, but but it's this, I won't call it newfound role in having an incredible amount of intelligence and insight about what's happening and changing with customer behavior. So through you know not just reactions and and acceptance of different marketing programs and campaigns, new insight about again what customers and executives are engaging, how they're engaging it across the company and all the different touch points that companies have. So, you know, in this, you know, this world of, of marketers becoming the central nervous system of the company, they have insight that other parts of the company just don't have. Um, individual account leaders or business unit leaders will have a view on what's happening and changing with their accounts through conversations. But again, it's this data and insight, this you know, that marketers are becoming advisors to, again, accounts, to business unit leaders and heads of strategy as well as the head of the company to say, look, here's what we're seeing and this is changing. We need to address this and change our messaging. We need to change our campaigns or we're missing out on, on new opportunities that we can be pursuing that, that our customers want, that they're looking for, not just uh, through our campaigns, but also in general in the marketplace. I mean, it's tracking you know, customer behavior you know, and being able to use third-party data uh, to see what's happening there. Yeah, no, really fascinating. And, and we saw saw that come under a bit of a, a magnifying glass in the last 18 months as water cooler conversations weren't happening and, and a, lot of, a lot of the sales teams relying on marketing to give them that insight and uh, a view of what their accounts were doing and, ha and how they were behaving. Just looking ahead, what would your, as, as we see marketing go through a transformation, really build muscle in, in brand, uh, market and customer insights? You talked about revenue pipeline and, and CX, and we continue to see marketing shift into this growth driver position. What would your advice be for marketing leaders? Now, one of the areas that, that we like to talk about and, and share with it's, you know, marketers, marketing leaders, you know, clearly need to be uh, strategic. They need to be aligned with what their their executives care about. They need to be communicators. But you know, one of the areas that, that has been changing is so important are, are organization builders. You know, those leaders that are building agile, flexible, responsive, proactive, data-driven, you know, martech enabled organizations and you know these leaders are helping lead that change in, in being change agents not just within marketing but also across the company to be the voice of the customer and be able to to help the rest of the company realize things need to be changed need to communicate differently need to work differently so within marketing itself we see marketing leaders 
you know, both helping shift and, and build new practices and, and new muscles within marketing, but also bring in people that are adaptive, agile, flexible in the way they work, working more with teams to progress agendas and also be able to handle change in the marketplace. I mean, Rob touched on that at the beginning of the, the podcast, with just the incredible amount of disruption we've seen. And, and, you know, how has that changed over the last 10 years? There's constant disruption and, and marketers need to be able to adapt and flexible rather than the, you know, the six, the 12, the 18 month campaigns and strategies because things change. Yeah, f fantastic. Really I important piece of insight that you touched on there. And I, I've seen it with a number of our clients where marketing leaders come in and, and you can see them forming the right type of organization around them with, with many of the key areas that you talked about. So I, I love this concept of if you're a marketing leader and you're looking to drive growth, make sure that you are focused on building the right organization capability in, in your teams to, to accelerate growth. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dave. Really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, Alicia, me too. It was my pleasure. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. You can learn more at wearemomentum.com.